She Runs Ultras episode number 28. So I mentioned this on a previous episode, but race day is coming, you guys. I have my first race in almost like two years this Sunday. It's a 50K. And so I thought I would share some of the things that I do over the course of the week leading up to a race to be sure that I'm dialed in. Now, there are a lot of moving parts when it comes to racing, especially ultras. So I thought I would just give you a sneak peek at what I do so that you can start designing your own routine or like you could just totally steal mine. (laughs) So let's just dive right in. There are like five buckets or five areas that I kind of focus on. And the first thing that I do is taper, right? That should really come as no surprise to you guys, but A taper or a reduction of running miles is really important. And for some people, this can be hard because they're just so used to running a lot of miles. And I totally get it. I personally don't mind the taper because it allows me to really focus on getting ready for the race and doing all of the prep work and gathering all of my supplies and laundry and where are those socks that I love and do I have enough of the like hydration mix that I want to use, like all of those little things. Um... And I'm going to outline some of those other things as well in the following points, but I'll run like two super easy days and then walk and do some light strength and mobility work on the other days. So I think the overall emphasis should be placed on rest during this taper week with just enough energy expenditure so that you're not going to go stir crazy. Um, I'll get into this a little bit more with a few other of the things on the list, but I think it's really important to keep yourself moving and busy. At least I know that's like my primary objective. And especially if you're someone that's prone to thinking that you, air quotes, should be doing more, then this is something that you really want to focus on. And falling victim to that line of thinking will really get you into trouble. So just resist the urge to cram in more training runs during this taper week. And honestly, that's the point of having a training plan. (laughs) I know I talk about the training plans a lot, but you've done the work leading up to this point. So you've earned the rest before you get in to um, this race. Okay. So You want to just be able to show up and just let it rip the day of the race and not still be trying to recover from the stuff that you thought you should be doing. So you put it into your taper week and now you're tired and sore and all that jazz, right? Like I know a lot of you are probably shaking your heads. Yes, I've done this from one coach to one athlete. (laughs) Please don't (laughs) try to just take your Um, taper week as a taper, as a rest to allow you to get prepared and ready to go. So that's what I'm doing. So I did a couple miles on Tuesday. I'm recording this on Thursday. This morning, I just went out for like three easy miles. I've been walking and I've been doing a lot of mobility. If you don't already follow me over on Instagram at find your ultra this week, I'm actually posting little snippets of the mobility routines that I've been doing. And they're just simple things that you could start implementing. And I actually have plans to kind of maybe put together like a whole, um, program, like a week long program for just for the taper. So like do this on Monday, do this on Tuesday to kind of like help get you primed and ready to go for your race. So if you're interested in that, let me know. But I find that having those movement routines helps to 
give my body an outlet for movement and help to kind of calm my brain and satisfy that urge to like should be doing more, but without the actual output. So anyway, that was a long-winded way of saying that I'm tapering this week, aka I'm not running a lot of miles. The second thing that I will do is increase my water consumption. Basically every day this week, I'm drinking a gallon of water and or uh, a light mix of tailwind. Okay. So basically all I'm doing is drinking and peeing this week. So if you need me, (laughs) that's where I'll be. But seriously, I, I think that this can have a really big impact on your race, especially if your race is going to be at altitude or in the heat. Now the forecast for my race is looking, I mean, for just like a regular day, the forecast looks awesome. But for a race day, it's going to be a little challenging. It's going to be partly cloudy, which I'm thankful for, but 81 degrees and with just like a slight chance of rain. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I really don't do well in the heat. So I have to kind of make sure that going into this race, I'm as well hydrated as I can be. And actually we talked about this in the Run Farther Faster Stronger live call earlier this week. And we did the whole thing about endurance nutrition. So it was a lot of fun to kind of geek out over that stuff. We talked about hydration and some ways that you can tell if you're dehydrated. And I'm sure lots of you know some of these strategies, but I think they're important enough to repeat here. So I'm just going to give you like a quick synopsis of what we talked about. And the first one is really common and you've probably heard of it, but you can evaluate the color of your urine. That's one of the simplest ways to um, get a real time gauge on how hydrated you are. So the lighter it is, the more hydrated you are. So you're kind of looking for like a pale yellow and as gross as this sounds, not a lot of odor. All right. We'll just leave it at that. Another way to evaluate is to have a look at your skin. Is it rough, dry, cracked, red? Those are a lot of the signs that will tell you that you're dehydrated. And one actually cool thing, do you guys know about the skin test? I actually didn't know about this one until a few years ago when I really started to dive into nutrition, but um, most of the runners on Monday night's call actually knew about it and I was surprised because like I said, I didn't really know about it until a couple years ago. But basically the skin test is you pinch a small amount of skin on the back of your hand and when you let it go, if it kind of bounces back or, or returns to lay flat quickly, you're well hydrated. If it kind of stays up in a little bit of a, a, a ridge, you need more water. So that's another really quick way to gauge. And actually, when we started in on this topic, I asked the group if they knew some ways that they could evaluate their hydration status. And almost instantly, one of the runners, Lisa, chimed in with the spit test. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard when she said this, but she she basically explained it like, I always know if I need more water depending on how far my spit goes when I spit out on a run. And I just, I cracked up. Uh, I used to get a lot of flack actually from my softball coach back in college for spitting. And the, the reason that she gave was it was, air quotes, not ladylike or something. I, I don't even know. But honestly, back then I didn't care because I had to wear a mouth guard. 
and all of the baseball or softball diamonds that we played on were skinned, meaning that there was just gritty sand everywhere. And so if you've got gritty sand in your mouth guard, rubbing against your gums and your teeth, you have to get it out. (laughs) And since there are no water bottles on the field, you got to do what you got to do. So I used to spit a lot. And every time I would look over at third base and there she would be giving me this dirty look. (laughs) So when Lisa chimed in with the spit test, I thought it was super funny and very relatable. So now kind of fast forward today when I'd like, if I think about you know, the the dirty looks I used to get from my softball coach. When I run, I do a lot of spitting and snot rockets. It's probably like more information than you wanted to hear. But sometimes I think about that and I think my grandmother would just be horrified. Not only that I like admitted that to you guys, but that I actually do that when I'm out running. It's not ladylike. (laughs) But again, the same thing. You got to do what you got to do. Anyway, Another uh, couple of ways that you can monitor your hydration, your mood, um, your headaches, and if you've got frequent or I guess I should say like abnormally strong or frequent cravings for sweets. So if your mood is off from what it you know normally is, if you've got excessive headaches or you just you have a headache that pops up kind of out of nowhere, and then again, these strong or abnormally strong or frequent cravings for sweets. I mean, I have cravings for sweets all the time. <laughs> but actually, what I have found this week that I've been drinking a gallon of water a day is that I don't really have as many cravings for the sweets that I normally do. So maybe this is something I should keep up long term. So all that to say in the week leading up to your race, make sure that you are focused on getting hydrated. So uh, like I said, I'm not only drinking water, but I'm also alternating with kind of a really a light or a weak, however you like to think about it, mix of my electrolyte powder. And one of the things that can happen if you're just introducing like a shitload of water into your system without the proper cofactors, meaning sodium or potassium, um, some of these other um, minerals that help with absorption is you can have what's known as like a volume response. And this is basically when your body says too much and you'll just start excreting or peeing more water than you're actually taking in. And this obviously has the uh, not a desired effect, like it has the opposite effect. So you'll end up being more dehydrated. So it's not necessarily enough to just pound gallons of water. You want to be sure that maybe you're getting like a little bit of extra salt, maybe just a dash or two extra on your meals and or you're alternating with some sort of electrolyte mix to help you absorb all of that water. Okay. So the third thing that I'm doing this week is getting as much sleep as I can. We all know what it's like to be nervous the night before a race and not get much maybe any sleep, but really what matters is two nights before your race. So that's, that's technically, that's been proven. There's a lot of research around that. I've taken it kind of one step further and I really try to get as much sleep during the week leading up to my race as possible. I will freely admit, I have no idea if there's any real science to support this, but we all know that getting more sleep, more quality sleep is important. So this is kind of my cardinal rule that I've implemented over the years. And I firmly believe that it has helped me to 
go into my races feeling really good. And honestly, let's face it, we could all use more sleep and I'm giving you permission to go to bed early and or stay in bed a little bit longer during the week leading up to your race. The fourth thing that I am doing is incorporating more mobility work, aka what I like to call lubricating your joints. And I talked about this earlier when I mentioned that I was tapering and not running as much, but I think what really gets people when it comes to the taper is the overall reduction of movement and energy expenditure. They go stir crazy, and that's why some people find this taper difficult. And one of the ways that I combat that is to put more walking and mobility work on my schedule for this week. That way I am moving and I'm getting that like sensory feedback that I'm used to with all of the running, but it's not draining me before my race. So what does that look like? Well, I told you that on Tuesday and Thursday of this week, I did my runs. I did some walking on Monday and Wednesday and tomorrow's Friday. So I'll do a little bit more then. And when I do those periods of walking or running, I'll come back and do maybe 20 or 30 minutes of mobility focused um work on one or two areas of my body. And since I'm not running long this week, I've essentially rolled the time that I would be running into this. And I mentioned this before, but just another reminder, if you go back through my Instagram feed this week, you'll see some of those sessions. They're sped up for sure, but there are they are examples of things that you can do to try to, again, start to lubricate the muscles and the joints in the body to prime you for your race. Now, You all know that I'm a huge advocate for year-round mobility work. It's basically my business, but I think it's especially important to do it the week leading into your race so that everything is firing on all cylinders, right? Well lubricated, moving well, ready to go. And that's important because you don't want to have any like residual stuff lingering around and keeping you from having a really awesome race. Now, By the same token, I'm not saying that a week's worth of mobility is going to overcome a year's worth of not moving, but something is better than nothing. You've heard me say that before. So do something, roll that time that you would be using towards running into focusing on your air quotes like problem area, right? What doesn't move well? Devote a little bit of time to working it. Don't go overboard and overload the system, but start to pay attention to where you could spend some more time and put just a little bit more time. Like if you know your hamstrings are an issue, spend a little bit of focused time working on them. Again, don't you know, hammer down on them right before a race, but give them the attention and the love that they need in order to start feeling good so that you'll toe the line on race day, just feeling like everything is fine. Nothing is bothering me. And I can focus all my efforts on this run. So if you're not sure where to start with this, I mentioned those things in my Instagram feed, but I'll also put a link in the show notes to where you can go and download one of my daily shakedown videos. And this will guide you through a simple movement practice that addresses all of your joints and muscles, head to toe or from toe to head, side to side, front to back, all of it. In Run Farther Faster Stronger, we actually go into more depth on specific areas of the bodies and do whole practices like 
15 to 30 minutes basically focused on hips or feet and ankles so that by the time you're done with that mini session, you've warmed up, you've explored your range of motion, and then you've pushed a little weight around to create strength, um, create joint strength essentially that will serve you well as you tackle your ultra. The fifth thing that I am doing is working on my nutrition. This week, I've really been focusing on eating as best that I can to top off my glycogen stores or my energy stores for this race, even though this is like a relatively short race in the ultra world, it's just a 50k, it is still important to go into it as well fed as possible. It's important to go in well fed and honestly, well everything that we've talked about, well fed, well rested, well hydrated, well lubricated in terms of your joints. And in my case, my feet also need to be well lubricated, right? We all have our own little race quirks that we know we need to work on. And when it gets hot, I know that my feet need to have a lot of trail toes on them. So This week, I've been eating my usual plant-based diet, but really focusing on quality. And one of the questions that came up during our Monday night call in Run Farther, Faster, Stronger was this idea of carb loading. And my take on this is that doing that type of eating the night before your race isn't really like an awesome idea. If you're putting a bunch of super heavy foods into your system less than 24 hours before a race, I'm going to be honest, that's a lot for it to process. I know this kind of conventional carb loading wisdom has been kicking around for a long time, but I'm going to offer you a different way to think about it. So I like to think about carb loading as happening over the whole week leading up to my race instead of just cramming the night before, right? You you probably all saw my Instagram post a while ago. You can't cram for an ultra. And this is just another one of those factors. So I think of this as a week-long process of topping off my stores, right? Like I said at the beginning. So for me, that just means adding a few more carbs to my meals to make sure I'm good to go. It doesn't It doesn't come in one fell swoop the night before. So I know there's a lot of different points of view on this. I know people that eat a carb heavy meal the night before and they just do, they do totally fine. Um, But I've learned over the years that that strategy doesn't really work for me. So maybe you are like lingering around in the periphery and you also follow the same strategy as me, but everybody else is telling you to just carb load. It's okay. You can do it the whole week, you know, just spread it out over the whole week and you'll be totally fine. It's just another one of those things that, like I say, with almost everything I share here on the podcast, you definitely need to test it out. I would encourage you to try some different things and then formulate your own strategy and your race week routine. And that's basically how I have come up with those five things that we talked about. And it's just the little nuances that kind of help me get ready for my week. All right. So that does it. Those are the five things that I am focusing on this week leading into my race to kind of set me up for success. So now I'm just kind of curious to hear from you guys. Like, what do you think about this? Do you do some similar stuff or different stuff? Hit me up on Instagram and let me know or shoot me an email. And if you're interested, I'll be posting updates to my story this week about uh, my race or this weekend on Sunday. So if you like to see what other people's race days are like, 
be sure to check that out. I personally love to stalk my friends and family and clients <laughs> on race day to watch the progression through their Instagram stories. I think it's really interesting. So I'm going to try and do that for you guys pending cell service. So it might be a little bit of a delay. And also, I don't know about you guys, but I recently downloaded the most recent update to my iPhone and it seems to be doing funky and weird things like overheating a lot. So I'm just going to put that out there as a disclaimer. Uh, and maybe if somebody has a solution for this, let me know because <laughs> I can't figure out how to handle it. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that I had some updates about the podcast and I'm getting closer to being able to say what that is, but not quite yet. I, I hate to be such a tease, but there's a lot of work happening over here behind the scenes, a lot of coordinating, a lot of emails, and I don't want to jinx it. So just hang in here with me for a little bit more, but suffice it to say, I am super excited, you guys. In the meantime, if you're digging the show, please do me a huge favor and share it on social media or with your best running friend. I have this goal to hit 10,000 downloads of the podcast by June 30th. And as of today, Thursday, the 18th, sorry, Thursday, the 17th, I am only 1300 downloads away from hitting that goal with like 10 days left when this airs, right? So you're probably thinking, well, I'm just one person. What does it matter if I share or don't share? And to that, I would say it matters a lot. You guys, you never know what someone will see on social media and what it will spark them to do. I have gotten so many emails and DMs from people that have just kind of randomly found this podcast and it has helped them to get more consistent with their running, get back into a routine, sign up for that race that they thought that they could never or would never do. So I had no idea that that was going to happen when I started this podcast. It was just a little project on the side here. And I thought, what the hell, I'll do this. No one will ever listen to it. And now I'm asking for your help to get to 10,000 downloads. So 1,307 technically downloads away from hitting that goal. So this is just like ultra training, right? You might not think that a tiny action makes a big difference in the long run, but those of us that are seasoned runners know that when it comes right down to it, those are the most important actions, the little ones that add up over time. So when you share the show, make sure you tag me and I will give you a shout out on the next episode. One last thing before you go, I mentioned Run Farther Faster Stronger in this episode, and so I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that the next round, round number three, is going to kick off on Monday, July 19th. So if you are struggling with getting consistent with a routine with your run training, knowing what to do when... If you're struggling with how to build more strength and mobility, finding knowledgeable and reliable help with all of those things, then this program is for you. So spots will be open by application only, and I'll post the link in the show notes, or you can find it via the link in my Instagram 
bio. The last two rounds, you guys, have been just amazing. We have had such a kick-ass group of runners. Many of the runners will be staying from rounds one and rounds two, so there will be a limited number of spots open in round three. I go through and read all of those applications and have conversations with everyone that has applied to just get a feel for who they are, what they're training for, how I can best help them, and if they're a good fit for the group. And I'll be honest, some people aren't a good fit for this group. If you aren't really ready to show up and do the work, then I'm probably going to say, why don't you go and practice a little bit and then come back. But if you are really putting forth the effort and you just need a little help and guidance and maybe a little bit of a kick in the ass... then I would highly encourage you to apply. All right, you guys, that is all. I'm off to go do some laundry so I have the right clothes to wear for this weekend, gather up all my stuff, work on my nutrition and my hydration and my sleep. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. 